0: Hello and welcome once again to the How Long To Beat podcast. This week, I can't bury the lead with an all-new, improved 2.0 How
1: How Long long To to Beat beat The Game.
0: game. game. (laughs) 2.0. As always, I'm (laughs) just throwing everyone off What did I just say? We're leading with How Long To Beat The Game. So that's going to be, as always, at the back end of the show. Before that, we're going to talk about what we've beaten, what we've retired, what I've retired, and and what we've been playing. Um, This week's topic is going to, in memory of the special edition of the how long to beat the game you're about to hear. It's gonna be special editions of games generally. And then we're gonna round out um with an explainer on the new rules and the first go at it, which could go disastrously or fantastically or anywhere in between. We'll see. I mean, you don't have to wait, you can skip straight to it if you want. There are timestamps below. But stick with us, you wanna hear the bit between really. Maybe. I hope so. So without further ado, because we're thinking about what we've been cooking up, Alex. <laughs> said- dear god i take a
2: drink right as you hit me with a pun son of a bitch
0: <laughs> tell us about bear restaurant alex yeah so that
2: game that you mentioned from the the Steam games fest the the, the fishing one this is from the same people who made that um mm-hmm. and i thought like whatever i'll try it on, on um on phone i ended up um buying like the little uh there, there's like an epilogue thing that you can buy with it um it's free so like like, you can pay to remove ads, but honestly, the ads are not intrusive. So, like, if you want to, like, I I kind of liked it, so I was like, ah, whatever, I'll just pay for the ads and that, like, because they have, like, a complete package where it's like, buy the ad, get it ad-free, and get the extra stuff at the end. And I was like, it's, it was like four bucks. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah. I'm happy to throw some money your guys' way. Um, it's very, like, it's not, it's not, like, really a game, you know? Like, I think some of them are more games than others, and this one is a little less. It's an interactive story, you know, um, in the sense that, like, basically the way it plays. It's also perfect on the phone, though, so I really do think it's probably probably playing it on your phone is the best way to do it, because, like, they really use that portrait mode um, a lot and effectively, and so, like, the idea is you're this little cat, you're in heaven. Well, you're in, like, purgatory, and, like, this bear runs a restaurant, and you're, like, basically feeding people last meals. Um who have like died and so like you get these like memory shards and so like you look in it's kind of morbid in a lot of ways yeah
3: so, that that go kind of dark real quick
2: it's very mm-hmm. dark there's a lot of dark stuff in there but the thing is it's it's translated so i believe it was japanese first um potentially maybe 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 not japanese actually i have to double check um but i know it's translated because when i look into the when i was looking at the credits um it was um It said, like, English translation, Um, which makes me think, yeah, like, man, they have so many translations. I I do think it might be um, from a Japanese developer. I'm not sure, though. Developer comments. I mean, it's definitely
0: a a pictorial language because when you go on the website, the options are English. And three symbols that mean nothing to me.
2: Well, Nihongo is what that is, so that's yeah, Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then Korean, there and you. then Chukoku, which is yeah, Chinese, Chinese, Portuguese, French, yeah. yeah, Russian. Uh, yeah, so I have a strong feeling it's uh, uh, a Japanese company. Um, I I believe, but you know, could be wrong. Um, uh, this makes me want to find out. Like, I can't find any information.
0: Well, the other thing, the other interesting thing is so yes, it's they're, Japanese. They're called okay. Odin Cat, but Odin's a vintage. In Catalonia, oh,
2: well, I found their Twitter, which says "Kuma no Restora, with like a cat restaurant. So I'm like, the, the Japanese—they've <laughs> <laughs> <That, that. laughs> got all this Japanese everywhere. So um, yeah, so the translation—it's like it sometimes feels a bit simplistic, um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so like the writing is dealing with some like fairly intense themes, you know, death. Not, but it it ultimately feels a bit um it just it doesn't feel very real at times sometimes it does but it, it often feels more like i don't know maybe like fairy tale-ish um where it's like a simplistic look at how the world is i guess you know like yeah you know what i mean like it's like in this thing where you're like okay i i see what you're saying but like unless it's um the japanese specific segments because there's a there's quite a few people that you meet who are like japanese those moments actually feel more real because i think they're more personal right for like the developer who probably has more experience but then anything that's like trying to be from another country feels a little like that's not how that works you know what i mean um and so um there's a bit of that in it Overall, I think it's pretty sweet. Um, The art's beautiful. Like, it's really, really beautifully done pixel work, pixel artwork. And there's some really lovely moments in it. You can dive into these, like, memory shards. You can see how the person died, um, which are kind of neat. It's not very long. It's, like, maybe, like, two hours or so. Uh, With the epilogue, it's more like three, four. In the epilogue, you go to hell, which is kind of neat. So you get to see the bad folk and how they died. And again, that's where things get a little simplistic. Like some parts of it, you're like, really? that, Really okay, whatever. Because <laughs> now wow. you're dealing with morale. And so this is a complicated thing, right? When you set a game in like a purgatory or the idea of people going to heaven, you're immediately placing your thumb on the moral scales. And uh, that's a dangerous place for a game to go into because unless you have a strong philosophy, it might be a little weak, you know? um so that's yeah. kind of where i'm like oh man you're really not doing yourself favors setting this where you've set it but ultimately i think it's pretty sweet the story of the bear is pretty uh, sad <laughs> um but like overall it's like a fun little game like it's so, it's perfect on like a commute or some shit and like it has a really generous like way that it saves because you know phone games you're always wondering like how is this game saving but like it just seems to always pick up right where you were um so that's really nice um so anyway bears restaurant it's fun like i said it is free so really i think there's no reason not to at least check it out because if you really don't like it you will have absolutely lost nothing (laughs) Mm -hmm. um you can just like bounce Mm -hmm. off right away if you don't dig it but if you do dig it you're gonna find yourself enjoy i think paula i think you would quite enjoy this it reminded me a bit of a visual novel, um in the sense that yeah it's more narrative based than it is anything else Because you're really just like, it's like point and click in a sense where like you'll point, you'll move the character around, but there's not really puzzles. And like, it kind of is, but ultimately not at all. Like, the hardest thing you have to do is like match something and it's like very easy. So, anyway, that's Bear's Restaurant. Um, Rick, why don't you go next so that you have a little bit of a buffer
0: between (laughs) Uh, I was thinking exactly that, yeah. So, um, I have completed three games this week, all with slightly awkward titles. So, Um, Firstly, I finished Wolfenstein The Old Blood um, for PS4. I didn't find out until after I'd beaten this game that it was technically two DLC parts sort of sandwiched into one standalone release. In hindsight, that makes perfect sense because the first and second parts do feel very, very different. Uh, The second part definitely has more padding, Like there's a weird boss battle thing near the end that isn't really well set up at all. One quarter of the game is like a slightly elongated mech segment. Overall, the game is good, but it was built on good foundations. Like it, It's very hard to make more game within the engine and the framework of the new order and get it really bad. Uh, and for the most part, it is good fun. Um, but not amazing. And I think I would never recommend someone play this instead or before... Um, the new order I think if you like the new order you're going to like this it's more the new order Um, again that framework is still really good the idea of like little almost sort of arena rooms but more like stealth setups where like yeah you can go ham and there's going to be lots of enemies while you're trying to find the commandos or you can take the commandos out and then do what you will with the rest of the enemies I think that's a really cool setup and I think It's paced quite well in the original game and in this DLC. The DLC story is kind of pointless. Um, I think play the New Order, you'll know from that whether the Old Blood is worth your time or not. I have to say I'm quite glad I left it a little while before I made the jump. Um, One other note as well, I played the New Order on PS3 and it was good on that system. Oh, it's it's so much nicer on PS4. Um, I don't know if the Old Blood got a PS3 release. I imagine it did um but on ps4 those games are so much better um i don't really have much more to say on that i suppose have either of you guys played any of the new wolfenstein at all or
2: yeah i've played mm-hmm. um all of the new wolfenstein games actually um mm. except for the one with the twins because fuck that game um but uh
0: <laughs> yeah young blood, nah
2: <laughs> yeah i love the idea but the execution is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, uh you know it's weird. I I'm a little bit like with the Doom games with these ones, incredible games. Um really got to be in the mood for them though. And like the like yeah. I played through the the first of the two new Wolfenstein ones and then the newest one, which is it?
0: Oh, The shit. New Colossus. The New Colossus. I couldn't get into it. I played a little bit of it. I've heard that. I have heard that and I'm, I'm debating just skipping it entirely, truth be told. And I don't know what happened because like I said, I really liked
2: the the first two, you know, they were really, really good. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. well, I guess, I mean, technically the first one and the DLC stuff, but like, for some reason, I was just like, this game feels different than that other one. And I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. Maybe it was just that it was harder, I guess, but like it felt harder in ways that weren't particularly fun. Like I was just getting mowed down all the time and I was like, ugh. I'm tired. If you really like it, if that sounds appealing to you, then I mean, like, fuck, you're going to have a good time.
0: <laughs> uh- and, and this is the knife point because it's a game that truly, I think, more than anything else I've played, delivers on the go stealthy or go ham. Both ways are perfectly viable because you can, like, overcharge health and armor. You can dual wield weapons and just fucking throw down. You can pick up heavy machine guns and, like, single arm them. Um, it gives you that tool set that makes it so that stealth isn't the only way, even though ostensibly you can do everything. And there were definitely moments in the DLC where it felt like, yeah, I could technically do both, but stealth is the obvious choice here. And I think that's maybe a a slight weakness, but the stealth is fun enough that it never really felt all that bad. And in the moments where it does all fall to shit, you don't feel like, right, got to start again. Like You feel Mm -hmm. capable of fixing it. So there were times where like, I'd really scuff up the first commander of the two and then he's calling in reinforcements. like, yeah, reinforcements. He's like, shit, shit, shit. I can still do this though. And oh. you get that guy quickly. And, but I, I, that's the emergent stuff where the, the the setup allows for fun gameplay out of it. And depending on where you fuck up and how badly you fuck up, those encounters are just completely different. Yeah, sorry. Uh, are you saying really that
2: cool about the commanders just like unlocked a memory for me of playing that game. Yeah, I totally remember that those segments going through hunting them all down oh, that's good shit that's
0: a good game right and that that's gameplay at its finest where like the systems just work and yeah. you feel empowered and it all comes together that's what you want did you say you played this one Paolo, or nah
3: i didn't i haven't played like any of the wolfenstein's games so that's nothing fair. to say here
0: yeah and to be fair i have no history with the franchise i played a little bit of like they either ported like a, a Wolfenstein 3D RPG or like one of the originals to mobile way back when. I think I played a bit of that and was like, eh, it's all right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a grid-based, turn-based one, but... Um, well, you can play
2: the originals through Wolfen- the new Wolfenstein games. I used you to can play, play
0: sections of them, yeah.
2: Yeah, I had
0: lots of fun with that. <laughs> but I mean, the, the the game is such that you need no prior knowledge of the series anyway, because it's an entirely new timeline, so yeah. Um, so, that was Wolfenstein. Um, I then played Ratchet & Clank Future, Quest for Booty. Uh, this is the second of the four uh, PS3 Ratchet & Clank outings. And, I mean, I... i got to say, you can tell this is one that they threw together because they couldn't get the full game ready in time. I, I beat this in just over two hours. And... What? Damn. So, basically... A little bit of a a really sad gaming history lesson. Insomniac were in a really fucked up place in the sixth gen where they were basically expected to complete a Ratchet and Clank game. The following year, complete a Resistance game and back and forth and back and forth. Um, And what happened is the first of the PS3 titles, um, Tools of Destruction, was good but took longer than it was supposed to. That impacted or was impacted by development on Resistance 1. They then ended up behind on resistance too. Uh, they straight up couldn't get the next ratchet and clank ready in time. So the concession they made mm. was that they would release like a small uh, budget-priced, like mini ratchet and clank. That they, would, I'm pretty certain, they sheared what they wanted the opening of that next game to be off and and crafted its own game out of it. To the point that you have no control over your arsenal. Like the first level you have like seven of the series weapons. And one of them relies on like dual, uh, not dual sense, six axis motion to move the projectile around. So it's functionally useless. So you have the amount of weapons, less one. And then you lose them all because you wash up on like a pirate ship. And then you're like marooned on a different Island. Um, and then you slowly accrue those weapons back at predetermined story points where someone's like, "Ah, oh, I found these weapons, Washer sure. They're more good to you than they are to me. It's like, yeah, all right, fuck off, game. Mm. Um, they all start at level three or five because you just straight up haven't got the time to level them. So it's like a quick, dirty leveling hack just to get you in a better place for those. Um, there are no gadgetron shops. There is no way of buying other weapons with the exception of one that you can buy from a smuggler. Um, for a comically low amount of money. Um, And a lot of the game is either gimmick sections or um, little, like, horde wave bits built into the game. It's a weird hodgepodge patchwork thing, and it's still Ratchet & Clank, and there is still absolutely quality that shines through. And I wouldn't say that I didn't have a good time playing it, but it is far and away the weakest Ratchet & Clank experience I've had. And I've played Size Matters and Secret Agent Clank and liked them both more than this. And I think that kind of speaks volumes. The bit that was the most I galling... <laughs> if you know, you know. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Secret Agent Clank is much maligned. Like that game is actually okay. Size Matters is actually quite good, but they are considered like black sheep of the yeah. of the series because they're like little PSP entries. Size Matters is actually pretty solid. Um What's galling the most is that the story is just an overlong tease for a returning character for the next full Ratchet and Clank game, which is um, a crack in time, right? And it was a tease that makes no sense. So I'm I'm very curious to see how they try and reconcile that. Um, So I'm looking forward to playing that one because I've I've heard that game is pretty good. Um, And then after that, there's a game called Into the Nexus, which was another, like, mini ratchet and clank game that they just sort of threw together kind of thing um if you're playing all the games like play it but if you want to bum rush the ratchet and clank series it's absolutely skippable There, there is nothing that it does that makes it in any way um worth playing over and above any of the other ratchet and clank games and i think it's Possibly the only one so far that I can say that about, with the exception maybe of Ratchet and Clank 2016, which I think kind of missed the mark. I'm pretty certain I've talked about that in a previous episode. So that's the ps force sort of reimagining that was made to tie in with the god awful movie, which, ironically um, enough, is the only Ratchet and Clank I've played. <laughs> oh, just but get like the it, Vita trilogy. I you have, have a Vita. You have a hack Vita. Play it. The original. I just, first, I got a, lot a lot of, of stuff rusty. on the go. <laughs> First, a little bit ropey. You can probably skip the first, although it's got the best story. Two and three uh, masterpieces of that gen. Enough gushing about Ratchet & Clank. Um, The last game I played, and I blame both of you for this because you've given me like a a Picross-related itch that I needed to scratch. Um, I (laughs) (laughs) downloaded on my hacked 3DS and played my Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess which was like a, a club nintendo reward tie in pitcross game for twilight princess the hd port for wii u that that's oh. the level of niche that we are operating Fuck. on at this point mm. now rest assured i did not redeem this on club nintendo i i found a cia file and i downloaded it um and it worked fine and it's pitcross like it it's good pitcross the the tutorial was a little bit overly hand but you mm. forgive that like it's not the end of the world so This game has 45 regular pit cross puzzles. It's pit cross. It's fine. The art's actually quite nice. Interesting. Some of the stuff that they pulled through. Uh, There is 45 mega pit crosses, which is a fucking abomination. And I swerved hard. Like I played the opening two. It's the first (laughs) time I've tried mega pit cross. Mega pit cross can die in a ditch. I have no interest. Oh, yeah. Um, So I, I played the first two and I just noped the hell out of there. And then there's a, they call it micross. So it's like a, big fuck off picture that's like an an 8 by 8 grid and each of the squares on the 8 by 8 is its own little pit cross puzzle and they come together to make one massive really really good actually because you have an idea oftentimes of where it's coming together and there's certain bits that you can then make assumptions from I think it's actually the only time where I felt like the partially completed pit cross picture actually helped me solve the pit cross puzzle hmm um okay. and the the art at the end was lovely it's like a, um a picture of link and ganon fighting but it's like really nice pixel art very detailed very big um if you have a hacked console or happen to have the means to get this legitimately through club nintendo it's good pick and it's zelda themed and it's nice i don't like, think you it's...
2: can get it through club nintendo right like i think this is is it gone now i honestly don't know oh i don't think you that's can still there. get it can you get it
3: yeah, you have to use your silver coins for it.
2: You can't get that one Canada. I'll tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> I oh, didn't even I know there were silver coins. <laughs> yeah, well, it's platinum coins no, actually, here. Actually,
3: platinum coins. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, look, different, different using rates. the yeah.
0: So the, the bottom line is there are legitimate and illegitimate means by which to get this game, and if if you really want Zelda Pitcross specifically, this is the one. I mean it's. Oh, at the end of the day, it's pit cross. Like there are absolutely plenty of other ways to get pit cross. This isn't the pinnacle pit cross experience, but it's nice pit cross and it's nice elder art, and it, it it successfully like met that need for me for now, and I can now forget about pit cross for a little while again and move on to other things. And so, before
2: we do that, sorry, palette, you you're gonna say like how how do you get it?
3: Oh, you you have to. They platinum coins on my Nintendo, as, oh. and you get it as a reward. Like, it is between, like, all the digital rewards, like the, um, all the themes and stuff like that.
1: Oh, okay.
3: I can't, remem- the- oh,
0: sorry. Oh, oh.
3: I can't remember, like, how many coins, but I remember I, I saved up for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would you say, Paolo, there are any other, like, actual games on Club Nintendo worth finding legitimately or illegitimately?
3: I don't think there are. Like, the the most I've done with my uh, Platinum coins right now is pretty much, like, um, get more items on Fire Emblem Heroes, like, (laughs) when I was playing back in the day.
0: (laughs) That's the mobile one, right?
3: Yeah, that's the mobile one. It's actually, like, pretty good, like...
0: I've heard it's decent to be fair, yeah.
3: Yeah, but, but I haven't played lately. But when I have like any platinum coins like about to expire, I just get Pop on. <laughs> more stuff for the game, yeah.
0: And those platinum coins, they'd be shining like a pearl. Tell us about Pokemon shining Boo. Girl, like... <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good pun. <laughs>
3: Well, I finished Pokemon Shining F- Pearl. I forgot how huge like Victory Road was for this game mm-hmm. and the amount of places where you can get absolutely lost there. <laughs> but I made it to the Elite Four. I went through the Elite Four and I'm like, hey, why didn't you like redesign some of the trainers like you did with the Elite Four? Because some of these battles are seriously awesome because there are like held items in the game and the mm-hmm. Elite Four uses them. They use the held items and that makes the battle significantly more challenging. Mm-hmm. And they have like Pokemon with um, competent natures. They are like EV trained. They have like max IVs. And overall, they have like very solid teams, especially like Cynthia, which I play... More than one playthrough of Platinum, and I remember I did, like, um, Nuzlocke run of Pokémon Platinum, and Cynthia steamroll like I have on my team be- before I could, like, get a hold-on on the battle and beat her. Mm-hmm. And on this game, it is no different. Like, Cynthia is still a powerful trainer. She has my logic with... What was the ability again? Um, Marble skill? I... Think. And that means if the if the mylectic has like any status condition, aka if it's burned or poison or anything like that, its defense goes up. And I'm like, well, fuck that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It feel- was already it was already a bulky beast. And I have sent level 70 Pokemon. I was over level and still struggled with a couple of her Pokemon. So that was an isolated for right there actually i the the way I managed to like just just beat that uh, that battle just win that battle. I have my bookest Pokemon with leftovers which meant it would like recover ten percent of its health every turn, and that mm-hmm. gave it like enough health to withstand an attack from her Garchomp and I survived with like one h p, and literally like the next round, the fastest Pokemon would win, and I won, and mm-hmm. it was epic, it was awesome, so yeah, um, pretty happy with how they designed the elite 4 there, they buffed them up, like there was like a huge um difficulty slope right there or a difficulty wall, if you may,
1: mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Kinda of feel like with this game in Arceus, like Game Freak Pokemon Company it's just like, oh yeah, you think our fucking games are fucking easy, I'll fucking show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: like imagine now uh, if in Gen nine right now they mm-hmm. take elements from Arceus and the good things they did with I wanna Pearl, like especially with the elite for giving them items and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. They could actually come up like with a very competitive game will they do it i don't fucking know probably not but i think they will we buy it probably yes
2: because the thing that i i honestly feel like arceus might be like a proof of concept for what they wanted to do with the new ones you know what i mean like it feels a little bit like Mm -hmm. because if you look at the pattern of pokemon games they always release like the first game on a new system is always the worst one, right? And it like, it tries things and it kind of is okay. But then whenever they release next is most often like the stronger game, right? Like it just has, like, it's just more refined. Things are just better. Um, And so that's why, I don't know. I feel like, you know, they had their sword shield. They've even got an Arceus out now. Um, And I feel like now with Scarlet and Violet, like I could be wrong, but I I have a feeling we're going to see something that's at least more interesting than what we've had before.
3: At the very least, more polished as Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it, especially because like the DS games, I remember the palettes being like kind of washed out or like the original Ruby and Sapphire, the palettes were kind of weird. And then they solved that with Emerald the, like the 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 pixel art in Emerald is overall much nicer, especially like the overworld tiles.
2: And I think too, like X and Y, and then you go over to Sun and Moon, and like Sun and Moon comparatively, like as much as I love X and Y, Sun and Moon is like whoa, you know?
3: Yeah. Sun and Moon, the part four, my like fourth prettiest, like was like screaming the entire way through, especially with horde battles. <laughs> Like, that poor thing wasn't made to have, like, six Pokémon on the screen at one time. <laughs> but it handled it. Uh, so, yeah, like, um, I technically finished the story of Pokémon Shining Pearl. I, I still have the Polsian, which we'll see if I uh, tackle anytime soon. And right now, my boyfriend is pulling me into the more competitive aspect, which... By the way, I used to be a competitive Pokemon player back in the days of X and Y. And that is another rabbit hole I truly didn't wish to revisit, but it seems I might.
2: For those at home, you can't see this, but Paula just turned her baseball cap around and is getting ready to
1: fight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- th- those days were were awesome but like th- that's that was the time where competitive Pokemon was made like easier mm. and you can prove it wrong because um, trying to breed your perfect team with the perfect Eggbooks and all the perfect IVs and training them with Horde battles that was like the easiest way to do it you can still train your Pokémon quite easily here. But you can't beat hard battles and being able to turn off the damn tier. <laughs> so yeah, that's Pokémon Tiny Pearl. Um, I'm, as I'm being dragged back from competitive Pokémon retirement, let's see the games. Rick has retired this week. Solid. Oh, that well, was I'm, horrible.
0: I'm rubbing off is what's happening. <laughs> So, it's time for me to talk about my first retirement, and that is Blades of Time. Um, This is a a weird, hokey little game. I think it's technically Konami published. Um, But it's, it's a very strange combination of, like, knocking off Uncharted and also knocking off God of War and also, like a very, very strange kind of fan servicey pandering. So like you mm. you play as this girl called Ayumi who ends up activating some kind of crystal and then being this fantastical land. Um and you have a Goddess War style sort of light attack, heavy attack situation. But you also have a gun. And there are certain enemies that require you to use very wonky aiming controls to shoot them. There is also very wonky platforming. And there is also horrific voice acting (laughs) and uh, none of it is very good and it doesn't get any better in the combination with all of the other not very good parts. None of it is outright bad. However, Um, it's just a really incompetent package, but it's okay. I have a lot of better than okay games that I'm very, very eager to play. And I didn't really need this four gigabyte install on my PC. So I made the executive decision that uh, I, I wouldn't be carrying on. I was trying for an Ayumi pun in my head, and it wasn't really happening. Uh, I decided that it was time to shelve this game. Um, and then I... Barely <laughs> I <laughs> <Interesting out>. time <laughs> pa- just switched off. She's just poker-facing <laughs> me. Um, my second retirement was a little bit more bittersweet. So this is Dark Void Zero. Uh, it's a DSiWare game. I happen to oh, be playing wow. it on 3DS. Now, the game is excellent. like Gameplay, art, mechanics, setup, very, very strong. It leans a little bit too hard into its like hardcore retro sensibilities for me to be able to finish it. So the, the core problem is at the end of each of the three levels, which are in themselves quite big, um, you have to fight a flying boss. Which is fine, but if you run out of one-ups on the boss, you have to play the whole damn level again. And I'm no. um, I'm not about that. No, that's not happening. Uh, there is no checkpoint system. If you if you run out if you die, you go back to your teleport. But you have like two oh. one-ups most, and if you run out of those, back to the start. And do you know what? If it had been like that, but the boss, like, you get to restart from the start of the boss, I probably would have cracked on because I was at the end of World 2, I had one more world to play Um, but I did not fancy playing World 2 however many times it took for me to master the art Mm. of that boss fight, which is in itself a completely different skill set. So, it's not even like what you're doing in the regular levels prepares you for that because it's a totally different um, kind of combat. It's like a single screen thing where, yes, the mechanics are the same but your approach to that kind of combat is completely fucking different. Um, and it is a crying shame because the, the, the core gameplay itself is really, really smart and far better than the big version of the game that it's like a tie in for. Like, there's a little retro platformer where you also have a jetpack in certain sections and you can do like a hover thing and you can move the random map a bit more freely and the enemies respawn, but are actually quite a challenge, even the smallest ones of them. Like, it's a great concept, and I love the way that they'd set it up. I talked a little bit about this last week in terms of the idea of it being like um, lost media and like a forgotten game that's been restored. And I love that as a concept, and I feel like they're really leaned hard into that in a really good way. I just haven't... I'm not here to have my time wasted by playing the same level 15 times until I can master the boss at the end of it. So, uh, unfortunately that one's that one show i mean i'm lying to myself and saying i might come back to it one day but i shall not come back to it one day that, that's a retirement it's <laughs> it's been retired that's happened um so yeah you heard it here first that's, that that's <laughs> the retirement uh, because no one else has retired anything really we need to put powders your retirement in another castle message back into our show notes again now that that little wobble's over um my voice went a bit then that wasn't the one uh alex it's been a while since we've let you Yo. <laughs> in. So tell, tell us what you've been playing. Lead us in onto that section. Yeah, it's been... As folks, know,
2: I'm I'm doing like a practicum right now. I'm in the, teaching full-time in high school and I have my evening classes that I teach as well. So, you know, I'm doing double duty right now and I'm a little uh, yeah, pushed to the, the fact that... <laughs> the fact that I'm even recording these episodes this week is a miracle. I'm just like, oh, so much prep, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I'm already behind on, whatever. But anyway, I, I've been playing a fair bit. Like, I, I have basically not touched Half like Alex I'm just not putting it on retirement because I'm going to beat this game I'm just kind of waiting for my March break to have more time to play um let me see what else have I kind of oh I, I touched this Shadowgate VR I just the other day I like put on my oculus and I was like I'm just gonna play something and I had this Shadowgate game that was like I got really cheap at some point or whatever um it's like you know Shadowgate was an old um um dungeon crawler game you know, like the first person one when you go through like it's a very old thing. And so they kind of like I don't know if they remade necessarily, but they made this VR game where you're essentially just going through a dungeon. It feels very old school like you you get to the start and there's like this big wizard who's like, here is the tale where the dwarves in this mountain and you must go find it, young magician, like that kind of thing. And you're like, OK, this is kind of fun. Um, it's OK so far. Uh, You have, like, a wand that you can shoot stuff with. But most of the puzzles at the moment have really just been about finding ruins, like, on the walls, shooting with your wand, and, like, opening gates and stuff. And I assume it's going to get a little different. But at the moment, I was like, eh. Um, But it's fun enough. I think if you like Shadowgate um, or have any knowledge of that series, you probably would find this really fun um, and, like, really neat. So, anyway, doing that. Still playing a bit of Card Thief. um, The little... uh, It's it's just fun to play while chilling. Um, It's kind of like my if I don't want to play Picross and I'm watching something,
0: I'm like, I'll do a little bit of Card Thief. <laughs> Complete tangent. Has anyone been playing Wordle? Cause that's very much my like little side thing at the moment.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, unapologetically into Wordle. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's fun, you know, I mean only once a day, which is truly a travesty, but.
0: Uh, probably the only reason that we're still like functional members of society because <laughs> that, that thing, that thing is digital crack. Like that, that's a problem if you can play more than a couple today.
3: Yeah, I've been playing both Wordle, the Spanish version, the English version, and nice. Nerdle, the math puzzle equivalent.
2: Oh, there's a, and I'm
3: playing like yeah, there's like the regular Nerdle, the short Nerdle that are like shorter equations, and the. What's the name? I forgot the name. But it's a, the instant nerdle where you have like one chance to get it right and they give you like the like the prior attempt at it.
0: I love the idea that there's someone somewhere who's learning another language so that they can play another word all the day. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: would be actually a pretty fun. That
0: would be amazing. Sorry, Alex, crack on. It's a complete nowhere tangent.
2: Oh, no, no worries um yeah not much to say about card thief it's just a mobile game it's whatever good times um playing a lot still playing a lot of pokemon legends arceus still great it's just a good time um i am finding traversal sometimes to be a little like i'm like "Ah, why can't my guy jump why must i use a pokemon to jump but i will say lots of good quality of life stuff like actually doing your mounts is so easy like you literally just like you know, push right or left on the D-pad to choose the one. Press the start button immediately. You're on your mount. I'm like, oh, thank you for not making me go into a fucking like menu and click ride or some shit. I'm like, ah, oh, you. Christ. The only complaint I have, and I, I, I actually, I really don't understand why they've done this, is that like the inventory is limited and how much space you have because the idea is like your satchel, and so you buy more inventory space. I think up to a limit from this guy in there. Part of me thinks it's like honestly to ensure that there is an economy in the game like <laughs> do you know what i mean like part of me feels like it's like here's something to actually spend your money on because frankly you don't really have to buy any items because you can craft everything so i think that might honestly be partially why they did that but it's just a little annoying like i've gotten to the point now where like i basically have enough space it's just I, you know me I, the reason i jumped off divinity original sin so bad was because i was like i'm
1: not here about inventory,
2: inventory. Yeah. right exactly and i'm feeling a little bit of this with pokemon legends Arceus. So i'm like you're okay. a good game but motherfucker if i have to start fucking sorting through inventory <laughs> i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> i already have to sort through enough fucking pokemon i don't want to have to do it with inventory too <laughs> and you get so many pokemon holy shit like got so many and it's fun it's great to do it in that but yeah i i'm
1: i already you know i really enjoy it it's a good game
2: Lord knows I'm not fucking spending any more time than I need to in it. Like, I'm going to blast through it and have fun. Um, but, like, I'm not spending my time here fucking grinding out Pokemon. Like, it's not, it's not fucking happening. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some people will... Paolo, Paolo, whenever you play Arceus, you're going to spend, like, three years in this game. But I'm good.
1: <laughs> no.
2: Like, you got lost in the, uh, no the Grand Underground. You're going to go nuts when you get out into these It'll be
0: beneath in the wild.
2: Yeah. Especially because it's so easy to, like, run around and just, like, whip your Pokeball at stuff. Like, yeah. Good times. Um, Though I don't know why they gave you a Dark Souls roll. I guess you use it in, like, the big Pokemon battles, but you're running around. There's no fucking reason to use it. Um, Though you'll get, like, attacked by Pokemon and like, some... Anyway. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just trying to get somewhere. Leave me the fuck alone, you dumb hippo. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'll just be standing and all of a sudden a lightning bolt hits you and you're like, what the fuck? I didn't even know there was Pokemon nearby. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, good game, good game. Um still playing Pixel Cross Adventure. This game's great. I love it. It's excellent. So so many unique weird locales, um doing puzzles and then seeing the actual item appear in the world is I have still not got tired of it. It is an ingenious concept for Picross. And I found some um options in the menu that let me speed up my cursor a little bit, and so it actually feels like the cursor is the proper speed now um in the game and so i really appreciate that and i'm like man like if they make i imagine it was much harder to make than a regular pick cross game but i would absolutely buy more of these games if they uh do this concept because it's just it's just smart you know and they're very it's very cheeky and fun and there's like little items that you're finding and stuff but it just really ties together the whole um the whole pick cross game much better um oh i also jumped into Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> um, I'm not even back to where I was when I played it the first time. God damn, oh, the opening is so long. There is so much in that opening. Like, I know technically you're like playing the game, but fuck, man, there's so like it's, it's anyway. It's fine. Um, it looks great on the Series X right now, and I only ran into one thing. You know, in that first opening segment, you know where you're going through and like you uh, you're rescuing the chick in the bathtub. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the big dude out like right outside of the bathroom like when he died i was so funny because my uh, fiance was watching me play and i was like she's like oh did they fix this game and then uh, right when i turned around he was like dead on the ground but his foot was like shot up right into the air like as it was clipped on something He was like this and she was like oh guess not (laughs) like i was like the (laughs) timing was so amazing that's amazing i was like holy shit but overall it actually did feel significantly smoother than when um And when I played it the first time, like like I can just already tell there's just more people around like, you know, like it just feels more populated. Um, And even when I booted it up, like the list of improvements they'd made, I was like, oh yeah, this game is actually fully launched on this console now. Um, Which like, you know, I know like some of the stuff was on PC went out, but it's just it's really reminds you of how broken it was when it did first come out. Like obviously still enjoyable, but like it was just broken, particularly on these consoles. Um, You got really lucky though, Rick. But I'm having fun so far. Mm -hmm. Though, my god, I don't know if it was just because I was playing Deathloop on the PC or some shit, but like, I found aiming really fucking hard in this. Like, I don't know what it was, but like, it was like I was moving my, it felt like there was a lag as I was like moving um, my aim. And I I think part of it is because maybe, I don't know, this feels like one of those games that's very auto-assist aiming where it's like very much like hit and shoot and like not so much like aim and move to shoot. Like, I don't know what it was. I, I was trying to mess around with some The settings, but like the settings are so settings these days are getting
0: 120 hertz.
2: No, no, no. I was doing this on my Series X. Deathloop, Cyberpunk. Oh, Deathloop. Yes, Deathloop is more than 100. uh, Yeah, my it's more than 120 hertz. Whether it's
0: whether it's a, a refresh rate thing that it's just like moving back to that from a high refresh rate. That's what I'm asking, basically.
2: Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have 120 hertz on the TV, but I'm pretty sure it's going at um, I don't actually know what the frame rate is right now. Whatever. I mean,
0: your Series X or S, it will not be it will not be high refresh rate. it be 60 maybe. Yeah.
2: Um. I know the TV is anyway, whatever. Um.
0: Actually, no, because the TV
2: my TV does run at 128 hertz refresh rate. Whatever.
0: But then you're bottlenecked by the games console. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas Deathloop on PC, you absolutely are not. Yeah. Well, you, you don't have to be, let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, anyway, I don't know what it is. It just feels like as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, but it doesn't feel like it's a refresh rate issue. It just feels like actually as I'm like moving the thing, it just, my aiming just actually feels slow compared to like other games that I've been playing on the Series X. So I don't know what the issue is there. It just feels weird and, and unwieldy. And I'm like, shit, one game on PC kind of ruined me on, on the analog already. I'm like, please, God, no um but anyway cyberpunk's good another game last game majora's mask loving it having a great time i'm uh with the gorons right i'm not like super far in because i've had to like bounce off and on but man narrows then the work narrow did is just fucking unreal It's so gorgeous um playing it with the gamecube controller feels great um i'm just like i think i'm entering into the second dungeon now um And like I said, I'm playing with a guide, uh, and I'm very glad that I'm doing that, because I don't feel like figuring everything out, (laughs) except in the dungeons. The dungeons are fun to just do on my own, but it's like the in-betweeny shit, like I'm just like, where do I go next? Oh, cool, that's fun, and like going along, and it actually is like pretty enjoyable. It's like a weird situation where I'm like, uh, because this game's so old, and because I just don't have the time right now, I'm like, I'm going to make my game a little more linear. (laughs) Although, honestly, arguably, the game is Pretty linear, anyway. Like, there's lots of fun stuff that you can do in the town, and like, there's lots of different things you can do at different times. But like, the the path itself, right? Like, you know, they block off so you can't go to different areas um, just to make sure that you get things in the kind of the right sequence. But yeah. anywho, that's that's it for me. Well What do you take over? I don't, know, I don't mind. Paolo you want to talk? What you? What have you been? Hey, okay, okay. I don't
3: mind. I don't All mind. I've been playing. Games. Yeah, I've been jumping around a bunch of games this week like I don't know like I'm supposed to be like both working and on class. I don't know like where did I get the time to play anything this week. So I'm like, well okay. Mm. So for Fire Emblem the Blazing Blade, I finished the link chapters and I've been like playing with the idea like am I gonna do like the Hector chapters that are that are like the hard mode of the game or am I gonna just go with the Elliewood chapters. I think I'm gonna stick with the Eliwood chapters, but more on that next week.
2: Can you even select Moving the Hector chapters before beating it? I feel like you have that to. That is a Ellywood.
3: very good question.
2: Yeah, I think you have to play through Elliewood first. I mean, could be totally wrong. I just don't remember seeing the option to play as Hector um, until the uh, game was over.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably like gonna play the Ellywood and skip Hector because I don't know, like. Like I, I, I like my Emblem games, but um yeah. I don't know like for how many hours I can play the same Fire Emblem game without losing my sanity.
2: Yeah, plus I feel like that was more for you know back in the day you bought the game, here's more game for you, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like like a nice value thing. But now it's like it's fine, I have many other <laughs> Emblem games. There are many
3: other farming games. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so far Solid. Hopefully like the hand holding will stop right now. And also the fog of war can go die in a corner. Hmm? I really do not like that mechanic. Anyways. Um the other game that I'm playing is ba- Variable Barricade. And I think I'm gonna like take like a small trick from this one, like until I beat another game on the list. But at the very least, I already made it to, I think, the third or fourth chapter. And I've seen enough of the game to see, like, which route I'm going to start with, which is uh, Sheehan's route. That means nothing to you guys, but no. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the very least, it seemed to be, like, the less problematic of the love interests of the game, like... I still have, like, my gender slash size sensors, like, going off right now, but um, from what I've heard, it seems that they are, like, going off for no reason, just because he looks like another character that I remember being, like, pretty bad. So let's hope for the best that my first route isn't, like, the mess-up route um so yeah it's still like the overall like the common route has been like a lot of fun so far it's just so stupid like how the the different guys are like hey i don't know like why hibari's in such a bad mood and she's like avoiding us and stuff like that oh and there are like side chapters where you see everything from the um View of the love interest without the protagonist being there, and that is so interesting because they just start like caring, became... and like saying like, "Oh no, you see, you, you did this the other day, and of course it's gonna be bad if you said this to her." And the way that they play like they re- they replay like the scenes like from like they they do the flashbacks it's just absolutely funny and I don't know like there's something about the this particular cast of characters maybe because they already like been living like for a month together that and they are like more friendly but friendly and sassy with each other it's not like newfound family but they get along to the point they can like be an asshole to each other, like, and not take it personally. And that just gives it like uh, a new layer of fun in a way. I, I, I know it's weird the way I'm talking about it, but I'm trying to describe it to the best of my abilities right now. Um, another game that, and we're going like from funny to, oh my God, this hit me in the fields this morning. Um what lies in the multiverse? Um mm-hmm. around I think I'm around halfway through the game. And oh my god, like the, the game overall is like funny and it tries to it 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 has it has like some really good humor overall and there are like some very wholesome or like cutesy moments. But oh my god, it just hit hard. Like the game has the way that even if it looks like very lighthearted or like it looks more colorful, it does have a way to hit you in the feels. And I just got to that point in the story and I had to put it down like for t- for the day. Because it, I don't know, there's something about the storytelling or how visual, like how it tackles the topics on the game but it just hits you in the feels like big time which i like in my games but still aaron you if you're hearing this i hate (laughs) you because you (laughs) made me cry (laughs) (laughs)
2: um yeah i'm meaning to pick that up soon i had to switch yeah you guys
3: yeah i just you guys seriously need to play it because i really want to make a spoiler cast on this one
2: yeah I um what did I do? I switched my switch to like it used to be my primary, but now my partner's. Um, you know she's she's off. Uh, she's like l- leaving for a month because she has to do like you know doctor stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, mm. so I had to turn that one to the primary so she could actually play Animal Crossing
0: without it's the Wi Fi connection. Yeah. It. Well, actually,
2: yeah. no, it's not, it's worse than that because she has her own account that we use so she could have her own her own like Animal Crossing thing. But the problem is that if you add an account onto a Nintendo Switch, and if you've purchased the game digitally, it can only be played by other people on that account if it's the primary Switch.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah, because if it's one that has to check the internet, it's going to check to see if the game can be played by the person who bought it, not by the people on that thing, which I, I I do, to a degree, understand this because it's kind of like they're basically trying to say like you're not allowed to just like buy hundred switches and just give them to your friends with their own accounts you know what i mean <laughs> like I, I get that i get that um but it was just sort of annoying so now like because i take the boss the game it will check the internet at the end of the day so i basically i can play one game that has to check the internet in the morning and then i can play one on card in the afternoon
3: <laughs> oh.
2: but it's fine because i have mostly sure. physicals that i've been playing these days anyway but that's why i haven't jumped yet on what lies in multiverse. but i'm coming soon to- Oh. So there you go. Trials and Tribulations of, the, of owning a Nintendo Switch. A two Nintendo Switches. Oh, how sad my life is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, another game that isn't on Switch, but is on the Vita is Spirit Cube Chuckles of Amadeus. Amadeus? Amadeus. Mm-hmm. And Amadeus,
1: Amadeus.
3: I've played to complete on three other routes of the game. And I'm on another one like that I started last night and I'm starting to remember like a lot of things like there are like a lot of moments or a lot of like parts of the routes that I like but then there's like that one moment that is like no why would you do that game dev? <laughs> like <laughs> why what were the writers thinking but right now i played what i think are like my two favorite routes that are radius and astrum the two first that i played then i played those are like the top players of each faction of the game pretty much one of one of them is like the leader of a guild and the other one is uh like a solo player overall a long wolf character if you may then you have, I'm trying to remember like all the names because they have like the real, go, the real world name and like a, a fake name. The other one that I played was, the third one was Cimento And that one was a Charterpad because it branches out from brod And this character is a PK or a player killer. And if you remember, if you die in this game, you die in real life first. So yes, you're about it. but, uh, that one was generally weird, but then we jumped into what, when I was young and innocent and was just getting started into the Atomic game world. I really liked the design of this one character, but I know better now. And I know that if it's voiced by a certain voice actor, that character is probably gonna end up messed up at some point. <laughs> so that was a red flag. That voice actor, damn it! But
2: also, not to derail this, this- too much, but I just, <laughs> I just love the trend of like, <sighs> okay, we're gonna make a game about video games, but. There's just no stakes in this. What do we do? You die in real life. <laughs> you know, it's just like
3: <laughs> Yeah, just, and that's just such like an overused trend at this point in time. Like back in back when Beard Cube, like released, I guess it wasn't uh, as big of a trend, but of course it was like coming like probably like sort of online that was like the first big well, sort online
2: that... has done it, and now it feels like you can't do it. You know what I mean? Like,
3: <laughs> oh yeah, but there are ways to do it. Like, Log Horizon, I feel, does it better because certain online felt more like, oh, we are like more in a fantasy world rather than, mm-hmm. than a video game, and Log Horizon. The- did it in a way that it feels like we're still in a video game, and we have to use the game systems that are now in place to do things. Like one thing that Soran Online doesn't do that even Peerkeep does is has like the the menus for abilities and stuff like that. This seems to be like a turn based. I want to say a turn based MMO, the one that it's represented in this game, and that already gives it like that more game factor than the other ones though i have to say they try to do the NPC oh. uh, thing on this game where one of the love interests is actually an mpc and because <laughs> something happens it um i don't think it's too spoilery like not not many people are actually playing this one Hello. Um, neither of
2: us are gonna play it so you're good <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this is probably like one you guys want to skip uh, because of a couple of plot points of the game. But, like, because shenanigans happen, now these NPC happen to have like, soul fused with the players. So they take over the body of the player when they come back to the real world. Oh, and that's the other thing that Beer Keep does different. Is that if you complete like a special quest, you gain a certain amount of time on the back on the real world, so you can like go back and forth between the two places, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. And one of the routes, Astrums in particular, um, took that into consideration in the sense of this one player was also like was able like to. Uh, access the server because they went to the actual server of the game or where the server was stored and accessed it, and pretty much like work from there, and with the players of the game, like to to solve the whole thing. So that was that was an interesting point. Um, I've, besides those, I'm also like in the box voice route. Uh, Hiroya and
1: Jesus
2: how many okay, never mind. I am not even want to know
3: <laughs> I, I'm so glad that I can actually say the term box boy and you're immediately, you, you guys know now what what does that mean <sighs> um, I know too much uh, yeah. about these things <laughs> we have to go back to Otome by the way but that's for, for my dead
0: body happy, <laughs> happy. happy. <laughs> wrong word.
1: <laughs> i say we
2: swap out each we'll we'll do like fps we should have done fps february or something <laughs> i'm gonna get you to play oh. something that you and <laughs> used to we'll it's do vita horrible. april vita april vita april vita april vita
0: april nice we'll that see. would actually be fun let's do it fuck it
3: you have to do Atabay at some point. Come on, guys. I know the first experience wasn't good, but how about you choose something or let the insanity
2: is called doing the same thing over and over again and expecting <laughs> <and> different <laughs> results?
1: <laughs>
3: I'm not insane. <saying>. Okay,
2: okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll
1: see.
2: I could probably we'll do it anyway. Continue to regale us.
3: Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, um currently on the box space route. Hiroya, the child friend of the protagonist of the game. And I'm still like, I don't like, there are like some events of the game that happen like on each route, like how the jaws of death, like get expanded, like more and more. And then at some point, like the players are just forced to go through the dungeon of the game called the arc, but. For some reason, it doesn't feel repetitive. Like it happened to me that playing Hakuoki, which is a historical fiction, that felt very repetitive, especially don't fight for like twelve routes to be fair. But there's more variety. Vari- oh my god, variety. English pull up English <laughs> variety on on this one, uh, given that. Up to this point, every every character has a very different perspective on both the game world and the real world. So that has been very interesting. And the final one, and I'm so happy to be back on this game, is Shin Megami Tensei i I'm still marveled at how good this game looks. Like, for real. Not a game on the nintendo switch shouldn't possibly be able to look this good but it does and i love it so i'm back at fusing demons i think my character is around at level Mm 21 and i'm about to to go into that um Story section, like first big story section of the game, which hopefully says something to Alex. I
2: don't know what you're talking about because there aren't many big story (laughs) sections in this game.
1: I love this game,
2: but there's no story. Like, i honest to God, there's just there's a couple cutscenes. That's basically all that there is in it. Like, and that's fine. Like, I I kind of respect the game for not giving me like 300 hours of fucking cutscenes. You know what I'm saying? Um, most of the story is through like chatting with the demons in the, in the, in the world. It, it maybe tells me what you're saying, but I, I don't know. Like you beat the first segment, maybe. Like, did you fight? The...
3: I'm back Let's at Tokyo. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to like. Are you yeah, not? The the... Other did you just thing... leave the desert? How about that? that, that... I just
3: left that... the desert. Okay, okay. Yeah. Perfect,
2: perfect. Yeah, I know what you're talking about then. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: oh, and the other thing. I'm not gonna go into detail because spoilers. Hmm. But the only side quest it was like
1: oh, yeah.
2: poor
3: thing, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a good one.
3: Yeah, that that was a good one. So yeah, that's what I've been playing for nice. the last week. Rick, take it away.
0: Sure thing. So <clears throat> I haven't been playing The Witcher still, <clears throat> and. this is your kadelka it's my kadelka you're absolutely right um i've been playing a lot of rocket league this week reason being um the season was about to end because of the persistent controller issues i've had and they are still a thing but i found a workaround um i had not played a lot of this game and i hadn't unlocked my champ rewards for the end of the season which was a couple of days ago at the time of recording um so i leathered this game to like get those rewards and make sure that that was like all unlocked and uh to be fair unlocked it with about 24 hours to go so that was all sorted out um for anyone else who's having problems with the controller i found that most of the time if i restart my laptop and steam is the only thing that's open and i boot rocket league straight away it just likes the controller again but if I close the game and then open the game, then guaranteed the controller will not work. Yeah. So yeah, it's very very strange and unfortunately because of my setup. Although Rocket League is free to play on other platforms that I own, um, there is no other platform I own where I can take full advantage of the Steam controller and having um, the dedicated rotate for air roll on the back paddles. Mm. So short short of completely changing how I play this game, two thousand hours in, um, th- this is the way that I want to keep playing it. So. That's tricky, but I have still been playing it, and it's still Rocket League. It's still amazing. Um, The other thing I've been playing on PC uh, is a little game called Chicken Police, game two of three in the Birds Doing Work trilogy (laughs) that I've got ongoing. It's basically a noir thriller, but you happen to be playing a chicken, and the vibe is off the charts. It really, really nails that noir aesthetic. Um, to paint the picture, of the opening is sunny. your chicken character, in a car, driving across a bridge, rain fucking pouring down on this black and white cityscape. And he goes, <clears throat> went out to buy a pack of cigarettes and forgot my wallet. Damn, I'm tired. <laughs> and he's just so, so on point. Um, the game itself is pretty straightforward, point and click so far albeit it looks like there's a couple of like, interactive minigame type things, so I played a shooting gallery at one point, I don't know if that's a mechanic that's going to be used later on, or if it was just like a, a one and done, but that's a thing that's part of it. I'm um, just going to ignore
2: that quite good American accent, well done sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy, my family and friends.
0: Um... <laughs>
2: Alright, that's good, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs>
0: The game has a really interesting approach to interviewing people where it's all dictated by focus on what you're trying to get out of them, what information you're trying to glean and focus of approach in pulling that information. It also lets you replay it immediately, even if you succeeded to get like a better score and um, pull different information out of that interaction which is an interesting sort of concession to it being a game, but even sounds that, like, as a system, I quite like it. The writing so far is very strong, with the exception of a very weird sort of racism play through, like, the interspecies stuff. Mm. So, like, very early on, someone calls Sonny a feather duster, and he's like, oh, if you try any of that racist shit again, like, oh, I'm going to spark. you." it's like, well, it's kind of speciesist. Like, the, the, the parallel doesn't really work, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Um, maybe that changes. Maybe it's a one-off. I'm not really sure. Um, but I found that quite jarring in what otherwise is a very tonally strong and consistent experience. Um, I like it a lot so far. I like it a lot so far. Um, of all the games I've been playing, it's the one that I keep sort of thinking about the most. Um, on the topic of Bear Restaurant, I have played a little bit more of Fishing Paradiso on mobile. I mean, it, it it's fine. Like you fish, you throw a lure out and then you pull the fish in. And there's this weird story where you're in a different, but the same purgatory. And one of your first requests is from the cat that like works at the bear restaurant. So there's a weird like tie into the game there. It's very, very flimsy. I mean, ad wise, it's very unobtrusive. You're absolutely right. Like the same extends to this one where you get like the occasional ad that you can skip pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it's inoffensive there's nothing it necessarily does wrong it's just so far a little bit thin I don't know if that's going to expand out as time goes on, I sort of expect it will but we shall see, I suppose Um, I wouldn't hold your breath like from my experience uh, touche Touche. and then uh, two more games to talk about the first uh, is Astral Chain I've been playing some more, the more I get through the more Legion options open up Within sort of your tool set and the way that you use them, um, expands out. The game clearly has a lot of really novel ideas. The setting is well realized, it's very distinct in how it all comes together. Uh, I definitely am not going to be the kind of person who does all of the extra things because a lot of it is very, um, feels like busy work, let's put it that way. But the core game and the story and the overall aesthetic very very strong and uh, just a little bit of sort of personal me I now own the switch light that I was borrowing I ended up just outright buying it off the person I was borrowing it from mm-hmm. um I'm not sure if I mentioned Ooh. that last week but that that's a thing that's happened so um the switch is mine I'm now in no rush to finish that because I can play SMT5 at my own pace and indeed wow, all the other games <laughs> I, I bought fucking Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle this morning. Like, the gold edition was on, like, 70% yes. off. For so buy. I'm very I'm very excited to play Mario XCOM.
2: It's genuinely um, way better than it has any goddamn right to be.
0: <laughs> so I've heard... I'm,
3: it has some very difficult sections, too.
0: I, I kind of own way too much on Switch at this point. Like, I've not had the thing for very long, and the amount of games i'm accumulating like i downloaded the free version of chocobo gp this morning as well i've got like a few demos for various things bought fucking bro force again um
2: you're gonna find that is the most switch thing you've ever said though it's like this console when it first came out there was like nothing and like everyone you were just trying to find shit to buy and now it's just like oh i own every game that i own on everything else on this again as well as a Switch. million other games because i'd love to play them portably. Yep. and it's like oh my fucking I, god
0: <laughs> subsurface circular and quadrilateral circular are on very heavy discounts at the moment and it's taking everything in me not to just buy them again
2: oh i have to stop looking at the the uh, nintendo eShop. like i just can't look right. at it anymore
0: I, I the one thing that's softening the blow is like the person who originally owned this has let me log back into their account as like a secondary user to play some of their games. So um, I have the option to play Hollow Knight on Switch if I decide not to play on PS4, where I also own it. Um, I have like the Saints Row, the third port. I have my friend Pedro if I want to play and dislike that game again. Like there's quite a few other (laughs) games that I just have floating around ready to go. Um,
2: I really recommend playing Hollow Knight on the Switch. Like that's how I did it. It's so perfect for it.
0: I feel like I'm more likely to play it more than i would on ps4 that's the rub um speaking of ps4 that's where my final playing game is and uh it's an interesting one in the sense that it's kind of very uninteresting but in quite an interesting way this is days gone oh
2: (laughs) the fucking director keeps railing on
0: yeah he's like it was a success honest i can't believe they didn't let us make a sequel Oh, maybe it was because it was riddled with bugs on launch and that affected the reviews causing the public reception i'm like i'm sorry um,
2: but like what an uninteresting game like
0: fuck. It, it, it's also it it reads as very very bitter and that's never a good look yeah um have to say though uninspired as it is and as much as it feels like every open world zombie situation ever It's a good game. And now that whatever bugs that were in there have been ironed out, like it's a really robust game as I've been experiencing in the last few days. I have to say, I got it on PS Plus, like I got it for free. Um, I did consider very briefly buying it in that launch window, but a combination of like the patchy launch and the fact that it launched in a really congested period of time um, had me holding off. No, 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 that. It was very much hung out to dry, um but i I am actually having a really, really good time with the game. It um, doesn't really do anything wrong. doesn't break a lot of new ground. I think maybe some of the freaker horde situations might, but it depends how staged they are, how much scope you have to move around within those. and I have to say I am a big fan of sort of how realistically they approach the bike. In the sense that you've got to keep the thing fueled up, you've got to like manage it. You can't just pick up another if you like total that one like you would in a GTA or a Saints Row or whatever else. I think that changes the way you approach things. And also because you're in this weird combination of the bike is the only practical way to get around. And also noisy as fuck. Um I like how when you're approaching missions where there really is a need to be a bit stealthier, um, a little bit like the last of us like you are very much a glass cannon and it doesn't take much to take you out and i actually quite like that because it makes you approach the game very very differently um and that's compounded by well you need to think how far out are you stopping to make that approach where are you making your approach from um and there's lots of things where it all feeds into it and i think as a package, they all work in the favour of the game. That there's nothing that I dislike about the setup yet. And I'm having a very good time with it. Now, whether that continues, whether I find that I just get done with it and it's an open world with a lot of random markers on the map. So that there's every possibility that that's how it ends up. Um and if it does, you know, I got it for free, come see come sap. But yeah. so far I do really like what I'm playing. Um and it's one that I've I've been enjoying playing, and it's one that I'll continue to enjoy playing. I'm sure. Um, that that is me for the playing. Um, why don't we hop along onto the topic this week, which is mm-hmm. um, limited editions, and this is coming from three people who are more susceptible than most to a good old gaming le interesting one particularly like in the era of switch which has come at the same time as like a massive rise in sort of boutique limited edition game selling enterprises so obviously limited run games was the first big one but then you have like um special reserve um oh what's it strictly limited red art there's like a few other ones as well um or getting exclusive licenses to certain things and approaching those releases in different ways. And also I suppose myself and Paola as Vita owners, that was a a market that was rife with like limited release physical games um, for better and mm-hmm. for worse, because there are some that only release physically and it's just a stupid, stupid way of doing it. But um, I kind of want to defer to you first, Paola, because I feel like there's another crossover, which is the Otome community. And I feel like, It's a community that's very well served by limited editions and, like, a cornucopia of stuff. Maybe, definitely. Don't, not maybe, definitely. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You're funny.
3: Like, okay, I'm particularly, like, weak to anything that has an art book or, like, a plushie or, like, any kind of interesting merch. And Paola's looking at the
0: same shelf that we're looking at, which is full of said merch.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) uh this one is from a limited beta and autumn edition that is um the code realized wintertime miracles that came with a series like of SDs and i have to say it's one of my favorite limited editions ever because they are like just like one of the best limited editions that uh, axis games has put out like for the atomic community but that's neither here nor there and i don't know like should I name, like, the editions or limited run games or, like, the limited run game that I didn't get to get because at that point I wasn't able to. Well, I guess we should tell-, yeah.
0: tell us about the one that got away. I feel like the one that got away is an interesting story.
3: Yeah, so at the time, I wasn't, like, really well versed into using, like, the, what's the name for it, the, like, the PO boxes that allow me allow you to import things from other countries that don't have like shipping to your country. So, the mm-hmm. my friend at that point didn't have like shipping to Chile, or if it did have shipping to Chile, it was incredibly expensive because that's international shipping to you, and okay. I was sad because I could have like an and the game, like, actually was was enjoyable to me, and I played like digitally because the only physical edition that I could ever get was like from Limited Runs, and that would cost me a kidney at that time.
0: Yeah, I mean it was bad in the UK. I dread to think how bad it was for Chile. Like we, I yeah. paid through the nose for the ones I had initially.
3: Oh, but here's the thing: the game actually got like the some like so important like some like mom and pop store that brought games from a limited run
1: mm-hmm.
3: like or like sometimes important like just use games in general and sometimes like some limited run game will make it way here
1: mm-hmm.
3: not that game and i was saving up for it and the month i was like okay this month i'm gonna buy it was the month that Sony said we're closing the P- the PlayStation Vita store. Ah. And the price of the game doubled. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that there went my dream of owning that particularly uh, that particular uh, Otome game on physical. Mm. It's the only physical release um, the only Otome game that got a physical release that I wasn't able to get the physical release of. So, damn well, you, Sony! because with one more bump. if they have waited like one more bomb, I would have been able to pick it up. But no.
1: Sounds like a curse,
2: you, it, Sony. It, <laughs> yeah.
3: it was just frustrating, the timing, because I was like, oh, maybe I should buy it. And then the next day was like, yeah, maybe not. Never mind.
1: <laughs>
2: That's always when you regret it. You know, you're always like, oh, maybe I'll get it the next day. And then it's sold out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like me. I almost bought yeah. this like resin statue of Hollow Knight, and I was like, "Oh, I should get this." And then it sold out immediately. But I'm actually glad I didn't because I have no place to put yeah. it yet. I need a new house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, interesting one and similarly. What would you guys say was the worst limited edition you ever got?
3: That would be the Persona dancing, like the Persona. Three and five Dancing Limited Edition, the only thing... was Adam into was this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the only thing that made it worth it was the Persona 4 Dancing Online for PlayStation 4, which I still play, but mm-hmm. the art book was trash. It was barely an art book. Yeah. On... yeah, it was barely an art book. It was trash. The quality was trash. Um, I don't know. I just didn't like it, like the whole package but it just felt cheap like you're making a collector's edition you can't make it feel cheap
0: and yet they absolutely can't man i
1: don't
2: know because like i'll be honest with you i don't like collector's editions like i i don't i don't do it you know like I, I like limited like these limited run things like so what i've been more into is like i have a series of like game boy games coming my way like infinity um you know things like that, and like like right now, incubate games. They're like making Game Boy games. Basically, uh, some of the Ishio games that we played like the year after um, Pine Creek, uh, they're getting physicals now, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And so those I'm actually like little interested in. I don't know if I'm going to get any because I already like I already bought Pine Creek back in the day. Supported that creator, um, but it's like when I think back on like special editions that I got. I mean, I think I maybe got got like an oblivion one on pc way back in the day like it was like technically the special edition that was actually kind of cool because i had the big map and everything (laughs) um and that was sort of nice but like i think if i were to ever have bought collector's editions it would have been in my 360 days um because i think after that i just one was poor Um, (laughs) um and other than that i don't like i can't think of any collector's editions that i've gotten now this is, this is gonna drive me crazy i like genuinely can't think of it i know there's a lot that look super ridiculous like the reason i don't like them is because they come with just like just with garbage you know what i mean like stickers and some fucking art prints or some shit and you're like what the fuck am i gonna do with any of these like they make a nice collection at the bottom of a bin you know like i'm not like paula has got a beautiful collection displayed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't i don't got that shit and I, I moved around so much too that i felt like it always ended up being useless. Actually, maybe the worst is pre-order bonuses. I remember when I got Pokemon Sword and Shield, they gave me this fucking felt, fucking flag thing of like the map of Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Shield, and I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's sitting. If someone, yeah, it's sitting in my like closet right now in a box with all my other gaming I shit, s- and I was like, "What
3: am I supposed to do with
2: this?" <laughs> so
3: yeah, like that particular piece of. Uh, pre-order bonus of Virtual of Pokemon was, like, trash. Like, where the hell do you even put that? Like, it is too heavy, like, to stick directly to the wall. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like, the overall design I wasn't a big fan of, but I was a big fan of that is also Pokemon-related. It's, like, the little medal that came with the uh, Black 2 and White 2 games. There is like a little coin encased in, 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 a, in a box that actually did look like super good. Uh, and that particular item I got because I was friends with the manager of a game store. Mm-hmm. So when I prepared their like Pokemon X and Y, he gave me the poster and the medal from the leftovers from Black 2 and White 2.
2: Well, we were just saying too, like I've had so many of those situations happen where like I'll go in to like a GameStop or something and like maybe I've preordered a game or whatever or I'm like just buying it and they're like, oh, got to fuck some of the collector's editions and like they just wouldn't, or not even like the deluxe editions and they just wouldn't charge me extra. They'd be like, you just want it for the, like clearly there's like something where they're just trying to get rid of them or some shit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And like when I
2: bought, okay, this is hilarious too though. When I bought Cyberpunk 2077, because I originally returned my Cyberpunk game, right? Um, and then I bought it for like 20 bucks on Amazon, about like a year and a half later. And do you know what, what I got? <laughs> they
1: day oh, one edition? Fucking day one edition. <laughs> I couldn't Amazing. believe it. I
2: was Beautiful. like, holy shit. Brand new day one edition that has all the extras and shit in it. I'm like, wow, that shows you something. Like they were ready to sell so many of these things and they're just fucking year and some change later. They still have day one editions coming out. <laughs> That's yes, a danger because, of calling your shit day one edition.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like one particular item that I was surprised that I got the day one edition of was the was it the Arena Ultimax edition? The day, I don't know if it was like a day one edition or something. The one that but it it had the the tarot cards. Like the the other set of tarot cards. And I got that. Just before the the, the, the virus stroke mm. and it had the inflatable teddy, and it had the full set of character cards, and everything was sealed, and it was beautiful. That's,
1: the, That's the kind of
3: things you can get in some of these stores when no one is like looking for the stuff anymore. Mm.
2: Because that's the thing, like, I feel like there was a period of time when collector's editions, like, kind of when they first started coming around, I feel like, and obviously it varies these days, but, like, there was a pretty concerted effort to have, like, art books in it, like, extra content, um, like, DVDs with, like, more info on it, like, physical items that are, like, interesting and useful, and then I feel like the birth of the deluxe edition came in, and suddenly it was, like, collector's editions are just kind of, just kind of dumb most of the time now. Like I find yeah. it's very rare to find one where you're like, Oh, that's neat. Like I actually think that SMT five when they came out was pretty cool. Cause like, Oh, that had like a useful, actually interesting bag in there. <laughs> and like stuff that is like, Oh, this is kind of like fun and nice. Um, because oftentimes even the physical items that were in it, they weren't even good to display, you know, like they'd be like, here's a yeah. fucking coin. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. What the fuck am I going to do with that?
0: <laughs> I Weirdly enough, like literally two hand, um, I've got my darkest dungeon coin bouncing around fucking somewhere. I, do you know what, I'm not gonna bore you to find it, but I, I don't know why I didn't put it back in the box. But it's, like you said, commemorative coin, sick. The one, the one, the one that always tickles me was um, when Watch Dogs came out, and it was like. Ethan generics iconic hat, and it's like it's the first game. You can't call that shit iconic yet. That's not how iconic <laughs> works. We want it to be iconic. <laughs> You're like, oh, off. If it's iconic, will you buy the DLC, please? It's a baseball one... hat. You're like, yeah. I I, I have thinking... to... gone. Sorry, go ahead. Like the
3: one collectible coin that I found like beautiful is the Alonis coin from Gran because in in the game, like whenever there's a crime, there's like uh one of these coins, like in the scene of the crime. So, whenever I'm with someone who knows the the context of the game, that is either like a friend or my or my boyfriend, because my boyfriend has to suffer through my <laughs> ramblings of my games. I remember what time I ate some snacks and left the coin there, and he was like, "Really?
1: Mm.
3: Really?" yeah it was the scene of a crime I sold this next so what
2: (laughs) Mm. but I feel like this is the thing too like they can be they can look good and still be just so stupid you know what I mean (laughs) and I'm like yeah it's pretty but who gives a shit (laughs) that's cynical me I guess
0: (laughs) I think I think the single worst one that I've experienced and Mm. most of my limited editions have been Vita ones um, I ordered a limited run games, Tesla Grad, like oh. special edition. Okay. Okay. I, it, it's not a great game to start with, like it's bang average. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, It's an okay puzzle platformer, kind of, like short enough to be inoffensive. But I paid silly money for this game, and they couldn't even box it up properly. It's like a five-sided tray but the, the open bit is like the front where it would stand vertically and there's like a sleeve that goes over and there's no foam inserts or anything to hold what contents there are inside. So it all just jangles around in the box. It's oh. fucking awful. Like, I, I haven't even had the heart to sell it yet because I don't really want to inflict that on anyone else. <laughs> and it's not like I want to play the game again. Like, it's, it's not a game that's ever going back into my Vita. See, I also... So that was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. No, 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 no you're all good.
2: Yeah, I was going to say too, I think part of this as well, for me at least, is that like, so there was definitely a period of time where I think getting official or interesting like physical items or whatever for your favorite games wasn't easy. Like there wasn't really much out there, right? Like I'm thinking particularly in the 360 era and before, like there just wasn't, like to get that statue or some shit was either be like, outrageously expensive or just didn't exist and so like the collector's edition was kind of your best bet right it's like oh it's official from them but like nowadays with things like fan gamer and like like you said little run games and like oh there's just so many websites that are like officially partnered with like indie companies and big companies creating like official Mm. decent to you know quite good quality um stuff and then etsy as well has exploded you can get cooler like i've almost gotten like there's this like, is
0: stuff like that yeah.
2: cards but then also yeah. like someone does like those little like like uh boxes where they like take like they like print out like a gba um like scene and they make this like semi 3d like uh looking thing of like uh, one was of golden sun it's like a battle and so like all of, like, the UI is, like, out, and so, like, that, anyway, it's really cool, uh, and, like, that
3: sounds very cool, yeah, and it's
2: just awesome, and, like, she can also do, like, all of your, like, she'll do, like, all Pokemon games, all Elite Fours, and will, like, put in the names of your Pokemon and your Pokemon who, like, won the Elite Four and, like, make your own little thing, I'm, like, that's just cool, you know, like, you so you've got yeah. all this shit, and it's, like, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of, like, I don't really know why I would pay usually an absurd markup for um a game like that and then remember what game was it that was it no it wasn't cyberpunk was it cyberpunk wasn't there a game recently that
0: the collector's edition didn't have the game in it there was but it wasn't cyberpunk um i feel like mass effect andromeda might have been maybe like double check me but i feel like mass effect andromeda was one i think there have been a few recently that have pulled that shit i'm pretty certain one of the big cod ones that came with like a drone or something didn't actually have the game um again i might be making that up but i think andromeda was one of the ones that the alley didn't come with it
2: oh i think um Sorry. mass effect drama was one of them because you got a die cast replica of the nomad number one and then you got a book case but you didn't get any But no game.
0: game to go in the book case how dead is that and then battlefield how one dead? had one as well
2: with oh the sh- with, like and so really you're like this isn't a collector's edition this is just merch a right
0: loot crate yeah oh you yeah. know
3: which one the the fire emblem like the original fire emblem which got like to released for the switch mm-hmm.
0: echoes that one I, had that a, come without
3: no it, it was the um oh my god uh, bar no shadow dragon and the blade of light okay that one Had the code, like the game code, on on the box of the game. Yeah, but they didn't
1: bring
0: the
3: like an actual cartridge. That
0: Uh. though, like to
2: be honest, though, they they do that with games now, right? Like Gunslinger and shit. Oh, but I hate it. I hate hate it it. But like, go in a
0: box. Go fuck yourself. I do dislike
2: that, but what I will say, um I think that's not as bad as just straight up not having the game. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, of course, of course.
2: Like, still, yeah, Jesus. I know,
3: yeah. You you went through all the effort to make like an awesome collector's edition and you don't include the game or a cartridge or a disc. It's like, why? Why cut why cut corners there? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And this is the weird thing, because I I always used to be a sucker for the art book soundtrack thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a weird one now because oftentimes like the artwork you can generally find online. Soundtrack you can almost definitely find online, and yeah. so then it, it becomes this weird, difficult thing of like, why am I doing this? Especially someone who's not like massive about displaying the games in the way that Paula absolutely owns, but just doesn't necessarily work for the way that I lay things out. Um, it becomes a very, very tricky one, and you you end up like you say you do end up just paying a markup for stuff you're not especially going to use very often. Um, the danger for those is the Steam ones the amount of times I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pay two pounds more for an art book and a soundtrack <laughs> and then never listen to them or read them. I know, I've never <laughs> at least, listened to At this. least with the physical ones, like you get a physical thing. Um, conversely, what would you guys say the best one that you've ever had was? Um, um,
3: I have two stories for that one.
0: Oh, oh you do guys. you want to bookend them, Paola? Tell your first one and then we'll fill in and then you can tell the second one.
3: Okay, this is technically one of the best ones mainly because of how I got it because like at the time I didn't have like a credit card or debit card so I had to go to the store which usually had limited amounts of 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 limited edition stuff but Mm -hmm. like less than let's say GameStop because they got their stuff from GameStop right and I had to uh, pay there and hopefully between the announcement and whenever I got to the store, the item didn't sell out. So for this story, it was the limited edition for uh, Fire Emblem Ego's, no, Fire Emblem Fates, the, the one that had revelations in the cartridge too.
0: Yeah, the one that's really fucking uh, difficult to get hold of. Now yep. It's like DLC digitally only.
3: Yeah, plus the um limited like the the fire emblem new DS that I got along it.
1: Mm.
3: And I got to the store, I paid, I came back from home, and it was sold out. Oh, So so like I got like just in that window of time, I was able to go to the store as soon as the the pre-orders were announced and published and I was able to get the item. I was like, yes, I was oh. so fucking happy at the time because, um, I was just like, I-, I finished like awakening, like the year prior and I was like, oh my God, mm. I, there's another fight in the game and there's like three of them. Oh, and there's like a 3DS with it. And-, and I'm like, yes, I want that. And, and that trip to the store was tense. Like it felt like. The the bus was taking like forever to get there, and, but I got it, and it it came with a little pouch, the art book, and I don't think we it, it had the soundtrack now. But to this day, I like to flip through that book, and I actually used the the like the art book to get mm-hmm. references to make a movie sword out of paper. On, sorry is Corin. Actually, it i I never finish it, but it's somewhere in my room lying around. I could go grab it if you if you want. But okay, I'm gonna go grab it. <laughs>
0: With zero encouragement and for exactly all of the benefit for an audio only podcast. <laughs> there. That's how we go. Oh wow. Nice. That that is a big beefy I mean we're we're talking 30 year old male with a fedora wielding a katana type energy. Just for the people <laughs> listening at home. Like it's white and it's cardboard, but mm. otherwise identical. Incredible.
3: Yeah. Like I was hoping to
0: my fellow oh, podcast I, I, host. I,
3: I, <laughs> I I was hoping to, to actually make a cosplay of Corin, but that uh, never happened. Yeah. But I did make the sword. Halfway oh, there, there. Halfway there.
0: <laughs>
3: so hair. yeah, that's what, that's story number one.
2: Um, I actually realized I do kind of have one, but I don't have it for a game because I don't Buy those. Um <laughs> except maybe Infinity <laughs> whenever that comes. Hopefully that'll be my favorite. It's the Game Boy RPG that was gonna come out in the Game Boy years ago and then didn't now uh, has a Kickstarter. I backed it. <laughs> um so that physical's coming one day. But actually I uh I backed um I don't even know the best way to call it, like it's bigger than design, kinda like almost like a journal. It's like a gaming journal called A Profound Waste of Time. And it came out in 2018 and it had a bunch of articles by like, like, game developers and stuff and um, they just recently like put it back up on maybe Indiegogo or Kickstarter. I can't remember where, and so I backed it. I just got them like a week or so ago, and they're so beautiful. Like the graphic design on these books is incredible. Like every page is gorgeously laid out. The typeface, and the font, like it's so so beautiful. And like halfway through, there'll be like a small section where it's like a tiny little flip book from like the Shovel Knight developers talking about their like construction of one of one part of the game, and then like it's so cool. And like there's guys from uh, Way Forward talking about like. Is directing of different, um, uh, like licensed games. Like, he talks about making a Batman game, a Barbie game, and, uh, I can't remember the other one was, but, like, just the ways that they do it and, like, the, like, how, they, oh, it's so, if you're into game design at all, these are incredible, but well, I guess now it's useless because you can't get them anymore. But anyway, it's like, in terms of a limited edition, like, I'm actually way more into the literature now. Like, I think about, like, I've got all of the, you know, um, those, uh, what books are they called? There, the boss fight books, right? Like, it's just that kind of stuff for me. Which, by the way, if people are into it, oh shit! By the time you listen to this, it'll be done. Oh, I'll post in the Discord. Oh, there's the
0: line. the um, humble? Isn't there for all of them? Yeah. I'm I'm in my minds over there. I'm going to dunk some money on it. Yeah, I but actually I dunked my money it. on
2: it again because I wanted to have the digital versions as well as the physicals. Um, because it wasn't well, much; fair. it was like twenty bucks <laughs> for all of them, and I was like, and a couple that you can't get physically anymore. So I was like, you know what? I don't even give a shit. I want to have all the physicals and I want to have all the digital, so I can carry it around and like what. Uh, uh, read it when I'm not home it's just it's shit you know what it is it's like the reason I'm so into those things and I guess this is probably what maybe collector's editions are good for is that you just can't get that information online easily right like it's stuff that's like no one's these aren't a simple google search away this is like specially curated researched stuff um to engage with and like that's what I really like about it and why I get like what I don't know what gets me into that kind of stuff you know Mm. Mm -hmm. because we've talked about this how like the internet can be a bit of an echo chamber of stuff right like the same information gets repeated over and over and over again um which is fine um it's just that sometimes you're like i would like to hear some new perspectives Uh, and so that's what i look for
0: (laughs) i think and this is sort of a cop out my favorite le uh is probably the one for xenoblade chronicles because it came with a fucking sexy classic controller pro in red. And uh, I used that loads. I played the whole of The Last Story with that controller, which is kind of interesting because it's like Operation Rainfall crossover. Um, I played all of Xenoblade on Wii that I did with that controller. Um, And I played a hell of a lot of Smash with that controller. Um it's kind of weird because outside of that, and also we got the um the original Skyward Sword LE that came with like a um a golden designed Wii Motion Plus. Like the Wii remote. Motion
2: Plus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um otherwise, almost all of the ones I've got are like soundtrack art book. Occasionally like an extra random piece of fluff. Um I do have a, a limited run copy of Deadbolt, which I treasure. Um otherwise it's just either limited games of themselves or as I say, art book, soundtrack, I have to say um, I haven't played it yet, but I have listened to the soundtrack from the limited edition of Final Fantasy Seven Remake, and the orchestration they did for that opening track, wow, yeah, moved me physically, crazy good, um and I've got no nostalgia for the fucking thing i i it boggles the mind the effect that would have on someone who like grew up with and loved the original game. Um, you have a second story for us, Paola. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to pick a second story because I just remember like seven more, but, uh, (laughs) the sorry, but, well, like whenever honorable mention to Fire Ememekos, because that is a gift from my brother and I still have it. And I use like every single piece of, of merchandise that, uh was in here
1: mm.
3: but i have to say like my favorite oh my god is it keep it No, uh, it has to be to merit and say five because of the because it, it has like the jack's first bag which i've used already like i i i barely go out but i use it mm-hmm. and also that was like. A stroke of very, very good luck. Like for a second I look at the at the phone just as in the Twitter feed the Atlas was announcing the the that the pre-orders on Amazon were open. And I click just quick enough to get that limited edition. Also, I really am I I already said I'm a sucker for art books and this one has like the complete demon compendium in one little book with a oh, short damn. description.
0: That's yep. amazing.
3: It is amazing. So I really like like to just flip through the pages and see like and read like all the different inspirations for each demon. Nice. And I, I don't know, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm one of the few people that I know that actually flips through the art books more than more than once. Probably. Is it just me, or am I just crazy?
2: No, it's, comment. it's probably just you. Honestly, <laughs> I like. I feel like I always tell myself, "Yeah, I'll look at those more than more than once," and never fucking
1: do.
3: <laughs> yeah, but oh my god! And <laughs> the other one would be keep it For asset, but it, it isn't like. It doesn't have like any epic story of how I barely got the limited edition or anything like that, because I think there's still like a couple of limited editions on sale on Idea Factory's website. But that was just neat. Like it has it had like a lot of stuff on it and it it, it even had the drama series um, that came with the Japanese version like they want, and they send you like a, a link with the translation, and that that's just neat. It's like, you finished Cupid Parasite, do you want more Cupid Parasite? Here you go. And that just, that's just awesome because it is like the, the music is already like, like this one game probably should have had like a, a music CD included because the music is. It's amazing but the fact that they included like the opening the ending and two drama cds in two cds uh and the translation i I cannot say like no to that that that's just awesome so yeah those are my limited edition shenanigans stories
0: nice well i
2: think we should move along because we've already gone wildly long for us
0: (laughs) And it is worth saying we have to discuss the brand new format for How Long to Beat the Game. Uh, This week, we are finally going to do that mix-up that we've promised. The new setup is this. Uh, Each week, as before, the person responsible for editing that episode is going to randomize and randomly select a game. But here's where it gets different. Uh, They are not playing that week instead uh the other two hosts go head to head posting their predictions for main main plus and 100 privately to the host who is then gonna reveal them one by one whoever gets closest to that time gets a point if it's equally close both parties get a point uh, there is also then at the end a bonus um that's hosts pick it might be um how many people have completed this game? What's the average review score? Um, whoever gets closest on that one gets two points. So there's a total of five points up for grabs between the two participants in each week. Um, as always, let us know what you think. You can email us, Discord, YouTube comments, all the places that you ordinarily find us. And of course, the Halon on to Beat forums as well. Um, so, Paola, this week, you are the hostess with the mostest. Uh, what is the game?
3: Okay, this one is interesting. Um, so, Disgaea, five complete. Didn't we do complete. that already?
0: I okay. thought we did a
2: Disgaea at one point. No, no we, didn't. we did I a it five. Do you want me oh, to
3: okay. re-roll that?
0: It's entirely up to you. Uh, I
3: actually, know. this one has interesting
0: time. So. Oh, do. okay. That's okay, fine if you want, yeah. Um, cool. Let's see. Which platforms was five on five complete? Is that It's on like- the Switch for sure?
2: Yeah. I remember on the
1: Switch.
2: It's this was the one that I bought because I was like, maybe I'll try this guy. And then I played like, like when there was no games on Switch. And then I remember playing it for a bit, and I was like, fuck no! <laughs> like
1: <it's> just,
2: <laughs> you gotta really like these games are for people who love this game in particular. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not really for uh, anyone else, but I know that the hours are gonna be fucking absurd. Um, yeah i'm scared okay we just had to be closest right okay
0: correct yeah yes. but it. this is i mean this is the conceit neither of us know what each other are putting because we're messaging these privately to power yeah so we find there there's none of the oh i'm gonna put what the other person put or oh that's a good idea i'm gonna copy that this is yeah. uh <laughs> oh this is completely
3: uh, blind
0: completely blind Let's so here
3: Okay. In the winter, I'm just going to check which kind of question I can ask yeah. for the extra round.
0: Absolutely. Mm, okay. All right, I think I've got mine. Yeah, mine are with Paula uh, right now.
3: Okay, this is funny because, Rick, you said 40 hours for main, ninety hours for main plus, and 250 hours for 100%. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We're the same on... Alex
3: said 40 hours for main, (laughs) 60 hours for main plus, and 150 hours for 100%.
0: Okay. So... So we both get well, points for first... one then. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well yeah. I mean basically, yes. Yeah.
3: So for this game, main story is fifty-two and a half hours.
0: Okay. Okay. So a point and each there, yeah. You
3: both get a point.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Main plus extras would be 89 hours. So, Rick, you're so fucking close to that. Damn, You okay. got that point too.
0: What did Alex put? I didn't, I oh, know you. 60. Was, what was it? 40. Right, okay. And then you were 150. Yeah, which I'm having a
2: feeling is not going to be close
0: to this one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I think yeah. I undershot. I'll be real. I think I undershot.
3: And for the last time, let's repeat the times. Because Alex says 150 150. And um, rick says 250 we've
0: massively undershot here
3: and the answer is 236
0: oh that means you get the yeah. point i genuinely thought i was gonna be 300 plus when when you said oh this is what youtube put i thought we were gonna be both wildly off okay so, so where currently the points?
2: oh we just just put them under our names now huh yeah let's just do that yeah. um, so i've got one so far and then rick you've got three right
0: but there's another two points up for grabs with the uh, the host choice question. What are we thinking, Bella?
2: Yeah. What's your
3: question? Yeah, Bala? Um, I'm trying to think here because I could do like the classic, "Oh, how many people have this on their backlog?" But I could be an ass and said something about which, uh, what is the longest time on Nintendo Switch? Like the absolute longest oh, that, time.
0: That's incredible. The I absolute longest. Question. Okay. Yeah what 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 decision are you making what's the question going to be
3: yeah what's the absolute longest time log for a Nintendo Switch
0: and
2: remind oh, me what was the 100% again 250 no 236
3: it was 236 okay longest time yeah um I'm, I'm using like the the times on that's like platform fastest and longest and all that just per platform on the site
2: okay
1: all
2: right, all right, you know what i'm going fucking ham wild on this all right
0: <laughs> i don't feel confident about this at all i've cast my vote but i do not feel confident
2: I'm I'm Hail Mary in it because I think I was too um conservative in the last ones. I might have overshot it, but whatever.
0: I'm I'm worried I've undershot again. <coughs> right. Yeah. right, come on, What okay. What is so, that on Alex says 415.
3: And Rick says 485. And the answer is Four hundred and forty-five hours oh, and thirty-six bastard. minutes.
0: That's Alex's name. Woo! Alex the extra
3: around for Trusty. like a ten-hour difference.
2: Damn. So then we're tied, three-three. Okay.
0: Damn. I think it says something about the game that a ten-hour difference feels as close as it does. I know, right? Yeah,
2: because like this in this case, ten hours might as well be one hour. That's like
0: <laughs> pretty damn close. I mean, yeah. that's that's like two and a half box boy games right there.
2: Yeah. Oh wow, that was God. straight up because I was 30 off, you're forty off. Damn, that was close. That was a nail biter, all right?
0: <laughs> so we I gotta say,
3: this. I like this version of the How long to Beat the Game. Yeah, this it brings good.
0: the intrigue back. I'm a yeah. big fan. So mm-hmm. three all as we start, and Paola, I mean what are you doing? You're on no points. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, I'm the one running the toe here. Give me some credit. So
0: <laughs> maybe she'll close some back next week.
2: Yeah, the concept for those two, like our idea is that. We're going to go, I think, to, what would we say, to 20
0: first? Um, Either 20 or 25, yeah. Yeah,
2: we'll see how how many points we get in the next round if we're, like, shooting up. But the idea is that we're going to try to decide, and maybe this is where you can help us out, listeners. We're going to try to decide on some kind of, like, the winner gets to choose, the others play something or, or to try something, you know, game-related. Um, and then, you know, the losers have to do it. So, and then that way we can kind of, you know, because we realized, like, before, our scores were insane like we were just running up a tally with no end in sight so this is hopefully you know, side game,
0: the points fun. didn't matter <laughs> yeah, exactly
2: <laughs> it was a game where every week it was like oh i won yay okay but who cares um, so now we've got a little more to do
3: we have stakes
2: yeah so anyway thank you for joining us um and we'll see you all next time tune in next week
3: bye